Welcome to What's Next in Web3, where we look at the impact of Web3 on all areas of our life. This show is for entrepreneurs, builders, and consumers who want to discover the latest innovations in Web3 and learn where to build next. I'm your host, Brittany, Executive Director of the Stacks Foundation. Stacks makes it possible to build more with Bitcoin. To learn more, check out stacks.co. Each week, we are joined by expert builders in different industries to understand what can be built next. Shows are hosted weekly on Twitter Spaces, so join us live next time by following Stacks on Twitter. Now it's time for the show. Welcome. Um, Today, we'll be talking about what's next in Web3, specifically around brand experiences. So as someone who's been building in the space for a very long time, I think, um, you know, we've seen some brands come and go, but it just feels like every major brand is thinking about this space today. And I'm really excited to have Victor joining us as also known as VNL um, and Avery from Vayner3, who will be talking to us about some of the things that they're seeing, some of the experiences that they're seeing. So I would love to just kick things off with um, some quick intros. Um, maybe we'll start with you, Avery, uh, just, you know, who you are and your experience in this space. Um, and then we'll dive into some more of like where builders can be thinking about working with brands, what experiences are coming next, and some of the exciting stuff that you guys are seeing in Web3 and brands. For sure. Hi, everybody. I'm Avery, and I run Vayner3, which is a Web3 consultancy. And we get to work with some of the biggest companies um, in the world, a lot of Fortune 500 government types on thinking through how they're going to approach the world of Web3. So we've been at this full time for about a year and a half now, and it's been a really fun journey. Get to learn something new every day. And and thanks, Brittany, for having us on. Awesome. And Victor, um, tell us more about your work in the space. I know that you've worked with major brands. Um, I see some maybe your former colleagues on here too, from Red Bull, Nike, um, all of the global brands, um, and just your experience as Web3. Yeah, it's nice to see some familiar faces in the in, in the audience. Um, but first and foremost, thank you, Brittany and uh, Avery. Really uh, a privilege to, to share some space with you all. Uh, this afternoon. Um, my, name, my name is Victor Nguyen Long, and um, I'm a freelance creative director uh, where most of my career has been uh, on the brand side in-house. having um, uh, worked at Red Bull and, and Nike and uh, more recently Audi. Uh, took a little bit of a hiatus over during the, um, the 2020 election to uh, figure out how do we make better uh, better political ads using what we learned selling uh, Jordans and energy drinks and cars. Um, but now um, very much um, fully immersed in, in Web3 and and uh, and really just, uh, I say it's like, um, it feels like early internet days where there's a bunch of strangers feeling around in the dark right now. Um, and, uh, and, and the internet feels exciting again. And so uh, I think like most uh, folks here, um, uh, you know, the past couple of years has been a lot of exploration, uh, to find a, f- try to figure out where my, what my role in all this is. But, um, but lately it's been a lot of onboarding, um, a lot of, uh, onboarding folks, uh, as well as, uh, you know, encouraging brands to, uh, to experiment in the space. Great. And yeah, I think, you know, for me, like at the Sex Foundation, we're, working with entrepreneurs, we're working with builders. Um, We haven't worked with a ton of brands, but I can't help but see 
updates like every day of, you know, brands like Starbucks and Gucci and Nike coming out with these experiences. And as like a longtime builder, I will admit, like, I have some skepticism of, of brands coming in, putting their name on something, but maybe like not using the technology or it's just a fad that they want to kind of get ahead of. But after talking to each of you, you know, we got to meet up a little bit in um, Miami, you know, I think that there's actually some really game changing things happening. So I would love to just get each of your perspective on, you know, what, how are brands thinking about this in terms of their bigger strategy? And how are they, um, you know, not here just to get like the, the excitement um, on the latest thing, but actually building it into something long term? Yeah, maybe I can start and say, wherever people go, brands follow, like, that's the reason that brands do sports sponsorships, or, you know, have celebrities in their ads is like, whatever people are interested in brands need to, um, need to understand and need to create cultural connections. People don't drink like a certain soda or drink a specific drive a specific car only because of the functionality they drive it because what because of branding. And that's what DNL and I have like spent our careers doing is building brands that make it go beyond the soda and the car. Right. Um, so I think brands need to remain culturally relevant. And right now, um, you know, it's been what just under two years since this whole like NFT revolution really kickstarted. And I think a lot of brands who have been at the bleeding edge of culture, and you just mentioned a few, Brittany, um, see this as an opportunity to create cultural relevance and connection. I think many of the like Web3 purists, um, have a very strong ethos of decentralization and a really strong move away from this sort of uh, web two giant era. Um, and it's something that a lot of brands um, also like would agree with, right? If you ask the average brand if they're happy about how much they invest on Google and Facebook, like the answer would definitely be no. It's really like a, a situation where they're renting their own audiences um, on these platforms. So there's a little bit of that that's also driving into web three, but primarily I see brands is looking to invest in this space to remain culturally relevant, create new touch points um, with their target demographics and consumers. And right now it's still really early days. So the vast majority are exploring and experimenting. And I think we see a few that are really committed um, to building out long-term programs that of course have business objectives, right? Like they're not doing this um, just for fun. Like they have business objectives and you know, ROI objectives for everything. But I think we're seeing a lot, uh, we're seeing several companies take a really long-term view to building this space. And, and I think all of them who are curious and exploring are really looking to make sure they don't miss the next iteration of the internet. Yeah, Avery, uh, I, uh, I'll just piggyback on that and, and, and say, you know, at the end of the day, it's about fishing uh, where the fish are, right? If you take sort of like the cynical approach or like um, outlook on it, but generally speaking, is is like, you know, the 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 opportunity that exists with the technology, right? Um, I think obviously we have we've seen a lot of narratives that are uh, really centered around uh, one specific application of blockchain technology, uh, and just like any technology that's new to 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 the world is, um, it's a matter of like you know, trying to experiment and, and start to understand it as much as possible to determine whether your brand, your company, your organization, your, your, um, yourself have, uh, have a role in it. Um, and, you know, I always encourage people to like, to think back, like, you know, thankfully we're old enough, so to speak, uh, to remember the advent of web two and social media. Uh, and, you know, we all had to, we all had a moment of skepticism, 
um, uh, around it. Like we, we all, we all said at one point, like, you know, who, who would want to see a picture of my lunch? Right. Uh, or a selfie of me and, you know, look at us now and look at what, um, social media has done. And so, you know, I, I always encourage, um, folks to, to sort of suspend skepticism for a moment and really think about the potential of the, the, um, uh, the technology, uh, and, uh, and to, to whatever extent people have resources, uh, and a risk tolerance, um, uh, I encourage them to, to experiment with it. Um, cause you know, like we, the, it, it's the only way that we're going to figure out like what the best application for this technology, uh, is and how culture interacts with it. And with that, do you think that there's an opportunity for builders to like create better experiences? Cause you know, one of the complaints is often it's hard to even like get an nft you have to set up a wallet there's keys there's a lot of like mental overhead for someone who's maybe never experimented with crypto before any sort of token ownership so are there places where you see innovations happening today that maybe are going to enable those experiences in the future because i'm sure there there has to be some hesitation from building in this space when it's a lot harder you know, if people aren't just um, using a hashtag or something that's very easy to kind of enter in to engage with a brand, what are you seeing uh, be helpful or what do you wish existed that doesn't exist yet that makes that easier? I'll let the go first. We're not, you know, we can mix up our order. Also curious to hear what he has to say. He's brilliant. Yeah, no, uh, that's really kind of you, Avery. Thank you. Um, no, like generally speaking, this is like we, we know that the technology in a lot of ways is sort of held to get together with chicken and like, you know, chicken wire and, and duct tape at the moment. Right. Uh, and so, you know, with all technologies and you look at the adoption curve, right, the early adopters are the ones that are willing to like scrape their elbows and skin their knees to to take part in it. Right. Like if you think about electric vehicles, you know, it was it was really difficult to find a place to charge your car. But people, you know, believed in the opportunity and the potential. And so they they sacrificed that. The, the, the average mainstream consumer is not going to have that level of patience, um, uh, not to mention from a security standpoint. And so we do have to like we do have to, you know, uh, we do have to wait it out and see where the technology goes to so that it becomes uh, more seamless and just fades to the background uh, in the way that, you know, the example that most frequently used is like, you know, we don't think about email as SMTP anymore. Right. Um, and, and and it is just that. And you know, uh, or the example of an MP3, you know, an MP3 is just music now. Uh, it's not this, this, this newfangled technology. It's, it just is music. And, and the hope is that some of that technology fades to the background. But, you know, if anybody was at Art Basel and has been to a lot of the NFT conferences um, uh, and, and gatherings around the country, around the world recently, you know, one of the, one of the technologies and, and, and sort of services that I've found to be incredibly seamless um, is the combination of like token proof and, and POAP um, and the ability to token gate uh, experiences um, both online and offline um, just uh, without um, sacrificing the security of your wallet is to me very, very exciting. And as a brand, uh, that that becomes really interesting because now I know who my low, most loyal customers are uh, and I can provide certain experiences uh, depending on the type of token that they have. I love that you just brought up token proof because I think that's such a great example of 
something that exists today and is really practical and is really useful by brands. So I think a lot of times um, we, we have these kind of conversations. We're talking in a lot of theoreticals and abstracts. It's like, great, this could be the new CRM. This could be like a loyalty and rewards mechanism, but it's very early days. What I love about token proof, and we actually just did a party, um, I should say an event, it was more than a party. Um, we did an event on December 1st uh, at Scope Beach and we actually token gated it, the whole thing, which was really fun because we were able to showcase to our brands how token ticketing works. It creates touch points before, during, and after the event. And it's something that like is an out-of-the-box solution that can have so many implications and uh, really fit into something that consumers want. Consumers want to go to events. They want to go to parties. They want to remain connected to brands. And utilizing token proof is a really turnkey way to start that journey um, that's very, very practical. So I love that you just brought that up. Yeah, I think those experiences that make them easier. And I think they, it does seem, I think with token proof as well, they did have like the fallback, like you could send your email, <laughs> worst case, if you don't have an existing wallet, but, you know, encouraging people to get a wallet and benefit from, yeah, like getting a PO app or really using this tech in, in real spaces. So I'm with you. I think that's a really cool way people want access and they're more willing to jump through hoops to do it. Well, some of the other things that kind of come up around brands is just around the creation of culture. And, you know, we see from large brands, they're kind of the top-down culture. Um, you know, Gucci drops something and, and people want to covet it or, or have the knockoff of it. Where on the flip side, NFTs are enabling more grassroots culture. And there seems like there might be some, like, overlap there of the self-expression customization overlapping with large brands. And I'm just curious where you guys think that could go. Or even just like partnerships like Board Apes, um, you know, they've had a lot of connections in with larger brands trying to tie these two communities together. So I'm just curious, like, if you've seen other experiences that are interesting there, or what you wish people would experiment with, kind of helping bridge the, the top down and the grassroots. Yeah, I think that there are very few brands who can successfully create culture top down. Gucci being like one of them. There are maybe like 10 or 20 that are like really that good. The vast majority of other brands kind of need to buy their way into culture. That's why they do sponsorships and have celebrities and, and all of that kind of thing. Um, I do think that, I think the bigger point though is that Web3 is unlocking this new sort of creator dichotomy and community dichotomy that's really interesting um, for brands to look to incorporate um i think it's not just web3 but it's also like gen alpha and and to a certain extent gen z is similarly looking at more of a community aspect more of like a you know soliciting user feedback two-way dialogue and conversation that just simply like didn't at all happen with boomers because their method of communication was like tv ads where you couldn't really talk back to the brand right so this has actually been like a journey that we've brands have been on for the last several decades, it's now taking us to this point of like really collaboration and co-creation. And what Web3 is ushering in is this new um, iteration of the creator economy. And I think collabs, so certain brands are able to like really crack culture and, um, and they invest really significantly in, in doing so, right? Like, you know, I just talked about Red Bull. I think that's a great example. Like they created a media business out of their brand, which is unheard of. Um, it's they're that good at creating culture, but a lot of other brands are, are not quite there. So I think collabs are a great way to 
authentically participate and create win-wins. So at Vayner3, we have done so many collabs with brands and different Web3 builders and programs um, because I think it's a great it's a great first step to say like, we're interested in this. We'd like to support an existing group. And it has a win-win because the sort of web three native is, you know, their brand is then exposed to a much broader reach um, through like, you know, traditional brand social handles. That's a new audience for them. There's obviously a revenue component, which is interesting for, for them as well. Um, And then for the brands, they get to do something that really creates that authentic community connection and, um, and make sure it's aligned to a community that is, you know, ready to support this. So whether it's Bear Paint or Oscar Meyer, we've done a lot of collabs with Web3 programs and and more traditional brands that have been very, very well received. So um, I think that's a, a really nice way for people to participate, especially when it's, you know, done in an authentic way that just like makes sense. I think the board ape everything is a little overdone, but there are so many cool programs and builders and artists um, who are very open to collaborating with brands and can think really creatively to do something breakthrough together. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think about like, it, you know, when I first started diving into to Web3 and NFTs and what, I, I kept hearing everybody talk about community, community, community. And, uh, and I, I, I can't help but chuckle a little bit when I hear that because it's just like, if, if you were, if you were a brand and you weren't building community before, right, or at least attempting to build community before, what what were you doing, right? Um, you know, I think, you know, I think we have a, a in the a bit of hindsight now looking at Web two and and realizing that you know to Avery's point, like brands were renting space on social media platforms, right, and so that was more of an audience than a true owned community, whereas like Web three actually allows people to have a much more direct one to one connection to um uh to to their biggest fans and 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 the people uh, that love them the most and and so you know it's one of those things where i think about you know brands like like time and and what keith grossman and and that brilliant team has done uh to create community if you if you for a moment take away the the speculative nature of of nfts and and uh and the, the various aspects of, of web3 at the end of the day you know Time has managed to collect a, a, a large, sizable community of people that love uh, that love the brand uh, and and what it stands for, uh, and has enabled them to connect with one another. And so, like ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, brands uh, want to create this sense of community and this deep sense of loyalty. Uh, and you know, by by enabling them, uh, and in this case, via blockchain technology and, and NFTs and, and and whatnot, they're they're able to facilitate that connection. And and you see it come to life when you do go to these NFT gatherings uh, around the world, where people are so excited to finally meet each other in person, like they're like long lost pen pals, right? Uh, and you know, I think for most of us who live in large metropolitan cities, where it's easy to to come across your tribe, so to speak, and find people uh, that are into um, the things that you're into, right? I, I don't think that's the reality for the majority of the world, right? Um, you know, uh, one of the things, one of the moments, sort of aha moments in my, my Web3 journey was, you know, when when Bobby um, when Bobby Hundreds and, uh, and Ben Hundreds launched uh, Adam Bomb Squad, I jumped into the, the Discord uh, and, 
and all of a sudden I started seeing people being like, oh, I finally found people that are into sneakers and streetwear like me. And as for coming from some, like from, for somebody that worked at Nike and, and, uh, and has lived in, you know, was, you know, lived in Washington, DC and Los Angeles and Portland, Oregon and these large cities, right. That, that sounded so strange to me, but then to see, to, to, but then it took me a moment to realize it's like, oh yeah, people are actually finding their like-minded people through, uh, through NFTs and the sense of community and this brand um, that 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 is a, a that's a shared interest for them. Yeah, well, I think that, like you know this actually is a recent epiphany for me as well. It's just like you know why would you want to buy like a digital sneaker then? You know they're sneakerheads. People want to wear them or they want to collect them or trade them. Um, but sort of this like online representation with digital goods you know obviously nfts being a big part of that but like consumers having tools for that multi-dimensional like online representation of themselves seems like a really interesting phenomenon and i'm curious what you guys have either experienced or seen with you know consumers kind of adopting this or are people getting excited um not just brands wanting to, you know, meet the revenue goals or uh, get more of an audience. But, you know, what the people who are excited about these products are kind of doing with them or um, using them for. Yeah, I think that there is undoubtedly a crowd of people who's really into NFTs um, and who view this as like a sort of sub-community where they can be super active. Like we're on a Twitter space right now. There's a ton of these people on crypto Twitter or on Discord. Um, and I think I'll, I'll speak a little bit about VFriends because I think VFriends has done an amazing job fostering like, you know, true friendship and connections around shared values. And that's a great example of, of something that has really brought people a lot of value and allowed them to engage with Gary uh, Vaynerchuk in a much deeper way um, as being holders, whether that's attending VCon, which is a perk of, of being a holder or um, rocking their merch or, you know, uh, enjoying their toys or all the different things that have been possible through that program over the last year and a half. I think VFriends has been a really great use case for that. That's, you know, surprised and delighted holders um, and, and, you know, people who knew about Gary before and people who are really into NFTs. I think in some other communities, it's been this idea of identity, um, you know, meeting new people of, of sort of common shared interests. There's um, emerging sort of verticals around gaming, there's sports, um, that, that kind of anchor to, to key passion points. I think consumers are excited. The types of consumers who are really interested in this now are almost like super collectors. And I do think it's, it's a challenge of our industry to really break this through to more mainstream people who might not be um, super tech savvy. Because if you talk to like a, you know, a normal person on the street about a digital asset, we still, I think our, our industry still has the opportunity to create more desirability and user friendliness that not just makes it easy, but makes it interesting and makes it something that people would actually want and would um, engage with. So that's the thing that we're constantly trying to crack at Vayner is like, how do we get normal people to care about this and to participate in this beyond just like obvious things like prizing, um, which certainly works to a certain extent, but beyond beyond that, like how do we create these senses of community that truly enrich the lives, um, digital lives of, of consumers. Yeah. I think to, to that end, it's just like, <laughs> I think, uh, I think all of us have probably participated in a conversation here or there about like, you know, web three has a bit of a branding problem. Right. Um, speaking as like, from a marketing standpoint, it's just like, you know, we, we talk in very technical terms. Like I think everybody has had this moment where I'm like, 
early in, in, in my journey and, and pretty much on a daily basis is like, I consider myself a reasonably intelligent person, but like I've had to ask like a hundred questions to start to understand, um, to understand, uh, you know, what this thing is all about. And, and I've had to ask people to explain things to me like I'm five. And so I think, you know, ultimately we just start to abstract it, right. We're, we're going to get to a place where, as I mentioned, the, the, the technology is going to fade to the background. Uh, it's going to provide a reasonable amount of security, uh, and then people will just um, will, will just interact with it as if um, uh, as if any other uh, any other sort of digital asset. Um, especially we're talking about just NFTs, right? And I think the the example of MP3s is um, is, uh, is is an apt one, right? Whereby MP3 was a technology, uh, a compression technology that allowed. Uh, us to compress um, digital music, uh, but then for it to be, um, uh, and you know, for us to use it on multiple platforms, it had to be this technology. But now, you know, we don't think about things as MP3s. It is just music to us. And I think, you know, really quickly, you know, whether that's uh, we're going to be in a situation where uh, we're going to find ourselves, you know, relying on our loyalty cards for for brands, um, and and they're going to be NFTs, and our activity is going to be uh, minted on the blockchain, uh, uh, and and brands are going to be able to provide us um, uh, provide us with access to certain things and, and and benefits for that that sort of activity and 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 that loyalty, and then really, you know, same thing like. To, to Avery's point about V friends, is that I think you know there's just going to be a lot of different touch points for people to um, to interact with um, with the technology, uh, and ultimately at the end of the day, you know we are we are tribal creatures and and uh, and people want cultural signifiers, right? Uh, the reason why we wear a a Supreme hat or a Nike sweatshirt is is because we want to project um, uh, and and signal to other people. Um, you know our values, uh, so to speak, uh, and similarly on a digital, uh, from a digital aspect, we'll want to do that whether those are sneakers or the NFT, um, the the um, uh, our avatars, uh, or uh, or other wearables in, in the metaverse. Yeah, and I think I mean you can even see that like being in a Twitter space, like the tribes that are represented and some of the attendees, like the visual, you know. Uh, expressions that they're giving by their PFPs or the um, things that they collect and share. So I, th I think we're, we're there. Well, kind of taking this into the like, all right, what's in the future? You guys are on like the bleeding edge of what, you know, consumer experiences and brands are like. What are things like you want to see or what do you think is possible coming soon? Um, one of the things I've been thinking about is like, can you have NFTs that you could almost like lend or share in the same way that like if you have a good friend and you like lend them your, you know, CD back in the day or you um, you bring them to a party that you have the exclusive invite for. It's kind of being able to share those experiences or like those cultural artifacts in some way. So I'm very curious, like, you know, how like a shared wallet or temporary like lending of things will exist in the future. I don't know what that looks like yet. I would love to talk to anyone thinking about that. But what are some of the things that you guys like hope to see or like a cool collaboration um, that would be your dream to see? Yeah, um, I think there's some interesting stuff happening with like sharing already. Uh, so love that idea, Brittany. I also love the idea of some type of like mainstream. Um, like I, we need a huge hit, like the 
the Black Panther of uh, NFT drops that like normal people are like, oh shit, I've got to get that. The same way like Supreme kind of hits in this major way. I'd love for there to be this like, you know, the Pokemon Go moment of NFTs or Web3, like a really cool viral experience that captures like the hearts and minds of millions of people and gets them excited about this technology in a fun and user-friendly way. So that would be my, um, you know, my hope for 2023. I think on the more practical side, I'm really looking forward to seeing more enterprises um, roll out various applications, whether it's things like, you know, accepting crypto um, and folding that into to their sort of payment strategy or launching loyalty programs that have Web3 enabled components um, or, you know, doing cool collaborations um, with sort of Web3 native brands. Um, I'd love to see that. And I guess the the like super dream scenario would also be to see a Web3 native program or brand really have a mainstream cultural crossover in a big way. I think we've seen small examples of that. Like we've seen the Vcons and we've seen Doodle Putt, but I'd love to see, you know, a, a Web3 native brand like really sweep um, mainstream culture in a major way. So I, I'd love, you know, I cross my fingers that that stuff happens next year. I love it. <laughs> yeah, what I mean, what Avery said about just seeing a Web3 native brand uh, kind of crossover, I think that they're going to be, uh, whoever that is, is is going to um, to sort of set the bar uh, and, 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 and help sort of define the path forward in terms of like, at least just in terms of opportunity, right? I don't think, I don't think we know of any sort of one surefire way to break through right now. Um, you know, I think we are still very much in the experimental phase. And so, yeah, I, I would love to see, um, you know, and, you know, I think as, you know, as a, as a sort of relevant example, this is like seeing V friends cross over into like plush toys at Macy's is like, remarkable. yeah, like, I mean, that what a remarkable moment that is. And so I think it's, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, I think it would be great to see uh, doodle putt go around the country, right? Or uh, see a first like legitimate piece of IP that comes out um, as, as you know, so many people and projects and, and companies have, have promised. And I think that's, um, that's going to be particularly exciting. I'm also very interested to see, you know, as Starbucks Odyssey rolls out and, uh, you know, um, Nike continues to experiment with, um, with dot swoosh and artifact, like, you know, is there a moment in time where, you know, uh, a brand or, or a company just launches something, uh, and we just don't even realize that it's blockchain. Um, I think that's, that's going to be a, a moment where it's going to be like, Oh, I, I didn't realize that just like, um, just like, if, uh, you Reddit, know. like Reddit did that, like the 5 oh, yeah. million people have claimed NFTs, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And they just don't yeah. even know it. Oh yeah, Avery, that, that's a great. I totally forgot about uh, about that example, but I think more of those are just going to to prove to people that okay, the technology will will actually encourage people to look past all these like you know wild narratives that we that we um, that we hear every day and really start to appreciate the the incredible uh, potential of the technology uh, itself um, and uh, and and realize that it it can be seamless uh, and and it does have a very functional. Uh, functional use. Yeah, and I think that like functional utility is such a key part. There's been a lot of hype around NFTs just solely on like their speculative value. And I think that that's the wrong way to go. <laughs> it's like very off putting, I think, to a number of people. 
And it just quickly becomes inaccessible if it's, you know, people are there just speculating on the future value. So I do think these like utility plays, like these gated access, like I'm waiting for like Netflix to drop like a special series that you have to have like a particular token to access, you know, where people are like, I want it. It's exclusive. I'm willing to do a little extra work um, to kind of get in and be like an insider. So I think any experiences like that, that there's like a, a healthy like reward on the other end. Um, and yeah, I think be friends, you know, access to Gary, that's like people's dream. So, you know, Hey, I'll sign up for whatever I need to do to like sort of get that, um, end goal. I think it's like a great example. And I love that Gary's like really onboarded so many new people into web three because, um, he created that experience for them. Yeah. And Brittany, just to pick you off of that, I think the, like just the portability, right? Like, you know, cause some of the things that we talk about, like the, the question is always like, you know, why does, why does that require web three or, or blockchain? Uh, and that can't be done with existing technology. And I think one of the things that we think like that I always think about is just like the portability of, uh, of, of, uh, of data and, and, uh, and tokens. Right. Um, you know, our friend, our friend Tom brought up an example one time that, that that's stuck with me. It was just like, you know, it's, it's actually really difficult to like gift his wife United mileage points. Right. Like it, it costs, like it costs money to transfer and it's just not easy. And, and this is like, if you can imagine a future where by, you know, whatever tokens you hold, like it's easily transferable to another person, um, whether, you know, for free or, or, or through a transaction. Um, but, but that portability, I think, is going to be incredibly valuable and, and where blockchain, I think, can, can make a, a, a true difference. Yeah, and just giving people that control, too, to like, you know, it, if they're my United points, I should be able to share them with lots of people. Um, you know, I, I know they make it very hard. It's like you have to have the same address on your account and things like that. So I do think it is just like removing that middle platform from needing to be the, the marketplace um, and opening it up. So I love that example as well. Well, we, um, actually, I think actually there are some people who had requested to speak. So I do want to open it up for questions. But before I do that, um, I just wanted to check in with both of you. Where is the best place for people to find you, follow the work that you're doing, or hear some of the announcements that you guys are working on? Um, at Vayner3 is perfect on all social handles. You can also check out our website, Vayner3.com. We put out a lot of you know, thought leadership on what we're seeing in the industry. So vayner3.com slash learn if you want to hear the latest of what we're thinking about um, or just follow us on Twitter. And I'm Avery Akinini, so same name across all platforms. Yeah, and for me, I'm I'm at VNL on most platforms uh, that allow a three letter <laughs> that allow a three letter um, uh, handle. But um, but my DMs are open. Um, I'm always uh, interested to speak with um, anybody that's that's curious um, about Web three, um, even uh, even even from a distance, um, to anybody that actually wants to to, to take the dive in uh, and happy to to share share what I've known, uh, what I've learned over the, the, the past few years, uh, and spare you the 10,000 hours, so to speak. Great. Well, thank you guys both for joining us. I will, um, open it up. If you sort of request to speak, I can approve you. I think someone did, but they put their hand down. <laughs> but, uh, in the meantime, as we're, I'm getting those folks on, on stage. Um, I just wanted to hear too, uh, I talked to this, you know, being a creative director, kind of seeing the future, like, what is like the 
the visual that you associate with like the metaverse is it like this online gaming world or is it something that that bridges that because i think we do need better visuals of like what this future looks like beyond just what has been presented by um you know meta i think that's a great version but i know there has to be other things out there so i'm curious if you guys have any thoughts on that well i think I mean, the, the metaverse that that Meta has 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 sort of painted uh, for for us, and, and at least Zuck's vision for it, uh, I think is ultimately it's just one uh, one version of that, right? Uh, and uh, and I think you know we're we are we already live in a bit of a metaverse already. It's just like we 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 whether we realize it or not, and it's like we communicate via digital means. Um, more so than we do in person. Uh, that's just the reality of it. And, you know, everybody always is like, oh, I feel so sad that we're all going to be ending up on, you know, in, in the metaverse talking to each other and we're not going to hang out with each other. And, and the reality is that we, we, we communicate via digital means um, much more than we do in, in, in person in most instances um, right now. Uh, and, and what I think uh, things like NFTs allow us to do is actually fully express ourselves um, uh, in, in those mediums, whether that's on Twitter or via text message or, uh, or actually sitting in a, in a metaverse environment, um, uh, and, and being able to sort of, um, seamlessly move between, uh, different, um, different metaverses. And so, yeah, I think for a certain, uh, for a certain, um, subset of consumers, right. And, and people, um, they will want the, um, the, the, the Mark Zuckerberg version, uh, of it, whereby time is spent with a headset on, um, uh, in, in, in sort of polygon, uh, aesthetic, uh, and then others, um, will, will want to communicate via, via a combination of text and, um, and visual aesthetics, uh, as well. Um, and, and now, you know, especially with AI, right. Once AI gets, uh, involved in terms of like, uh, 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 like visual creation, uh, and text creation, uh, that creates all new dimensions, uh, for what the sort of aesthetic of, of, of web three might look like. I love it. Yeah. And I, I like to think that will be like very stylish. Cause like, if there's just, you know, plentiful, <laughs> Uh, pixels to play with you could kind of you know acquire some pretty eclectic things versus what is physically possible in the real world yeah I think that we're kind of cruising towards this world but it's been happening gradually over the last several decades like I remember my parents being like mad at me for being on like AIM when I was a kid and now it's like everyone's mad at their kids for being on Roblox like the, it technology just evolves and you know as as people spend more and more time in digital means um it makes sense that they're expressing themselves increasingly move from text to video to now like sort of these fully immersive environments. And, and uh, you know, in 20 years, our kids will be like probably using AI like contacts or something like that. that will tell them everything just by looking at it. So it's fun to be a part of a space that's innovating really quickly and, you know, moving towards the next era of communication and engagement. Yeah. It's like, we're already in the metaverse, you know, we're talking here to digital photos of each other <laughs> with our voices. So we're already living the dream. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I think the, like, I think there is a future where there's a lot of NFTs that, that like we, we no longer talk about NFTs in, in, in terms of like cost and like hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases. Right. I think there's just going to be, uh, again just like just like mp3s and our, our individual songs and on our phones and uh um i think we're just going to end up we're going to have 
digital assets are going to be represented by NFTs in the future. Um, and, and some may have extreme value in the case of like one of one art, right. Or generative art or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and, uh, and some will, will have no sort of intrinsic value. Um, but, uh, but they will be backed by, um, it will be backed by, by the blockchain. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Vianal. And I think, you know, what brought, what drives a lot of the conversation today is on things like floor price and trade activity. And I think what will drive the conversation of tomorrow is like perks and access. And um, yeah, there's there's probably components of like rarity and, and obviously like fine art NFTs and things like that that will continue to be popular the same way, like really high-end seeker collecting is, is still like a, a major thing or comic books or stamps. Like there's a subset of people who are, you know, really interested in it for collecting for collecting sake. But I think that the much broader um, use case that we'll see in 2023 and beyond goes beyond financial speculation. And, and I also think for a lot of the brand partners that you know we work with, at least they don't really want, they don't want at all want to be in the financial speculation game. That's not something that uh, they, they want to invest or build towards. They want to do something that like meaningfully engages consumers in a new way. So that's my, my hope for 23 is we're able to, to grow the total pie. And, and of course, um, with that pie growing, the OG should stand to benefit as well. Absolutely. I love that. I think even just like consumables, like this idea of an NFT that like you get it and then you use it and you like, you know, burn it or throw it away or redeem it for something um, is also very useful instead of this like, okay, once it exists, once it's there forever. Um, even talking to some creators, like they want that for their art, like they want to be able to experiment and create pieces, um, but not have them be around forever, like they're meant for a period of time, or they're meant to be, uh, you know, sort of enjoyed in a certain context, but then they want them kind of to move on beyond that. So I think there, there are ways to think about um, even the experience of an NFT or holding an NFT is important to uh, what it's trying to convey or, or the message it's trying to send. Well, we're just about at the end of time here. So I wanted to thank you both for joining us, um, all of the audience as well. Definitely follow um, these guys for more insights. They're doing some really exciting things. I know they have some exciting uh, partners and launches coming up. They will, I'm sure, be tweeting about in the future. But uh, thank you guys for coming. And uh, hopefully we'll catch you all on Twitter again soon. Thanks so much, Brittany. And thanks, everybody, for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Avery. Thanks, Brittany. And thank you for, for everybody for listening in.